Yeah. That guy was a little fruity. Uh, welcome to the uh, Harlan Highway podcast, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Harlan Williams, your host, and uh, what a show we have today, man. We're, we're going to be taking a lot of calls from you, the pavement pounders, today. Kind of clear out the uh, voicemail box a little bit. Um, we're also going to be talking to uh, an incredible chef with some summer barbecue treats. Dead Julia Childs will be dropping by to uh, aid us with our barbecuing this summer. And also, I'm going to uh, brainwash you with a little uh, a little ditty that uh, I think you'll be singing for the next few days. Um, so, yeah, it's all about mind control here at the Harland Highway. Not bad mind control. We just want you to laugh and have a good time because that's our M.O. here at the Harland Highway. So sit back, put some spaghetti on your head. This is the Harland Highway. <laughs> Just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. I am out here for you. You don't know what it's like to be me out here for you. It's like I picked the wrong week to quit smoking. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you. It's like I picked the wrong week to quit drinking. I make you laugh. I'm here to fucking amuse you. You're riding down the Harland Highway with Harland Williams. I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> what was it we had for dinner tonight? Well, we had a choice steak, fish. Yes, yes, I remember. I had lasagna. What do you mean funny? Funny how? How am I funny? It's like I picked the wrong week to quit amphetamines. That is thought for Samantha thing to say. Welcome to the Harland Highway. I picked the wrong week to quit sniffing brewer. Ba-da-dee-da. Well, guess what, everybody? If I told you I could read the future, if I could read your future, would you believe me? Probably not, but you should. Because I'm about to tell you something that's going to happen in your future that you haven't done yet, but I'm almost 100% sure you're going to do it. And here it is. You are going to listen to this little musical riff, and somewhere in the next 24 hours, you are going to catch yourself singing it or humming it to yourself. Am I an evil wizard? Am I some kind of sorcerer? Am I a witch that needs to be burned at the stake? Maybe. How do I know these things? I don't know. I just do. I think over the next 24 hours, you will catch yourself humming that little ditty. That's all I'm going to say. So let's move on with the show. Whatever. So I can read the future. Whoopie-doo. Should I go buy a lottery ticket? Yeah, maybe. Maybe I will. Maybe I'll be a millionaire tomorrow. I do what I want. I'm a soothsayer. I'm a witch. Hee <laughs> I'm a witch. <laughs> See? I just did witch stuff. Um, so there. Just thought you'd know. But uh, for now, it is summertime. And uh, I think, uh, you know, we were talking last podcast about barbecuing and whatnot. And uh, what a great time of year to get get the barbecue out and eat. And uh, there's probably no better chef in the world 
a connoisseur, uh, a gourmet chef who knows more about cooking and preparing food than dead Julia Childs. So let's bring her in here. Uh, Dead Julia Childs giving us some barbecue treats. Oh, my, what a treat to be here and up out of the grave. Hello, Julia. Hello, Harlan. Great to have you here. Uh, Thanks for coming by the podcast. Anything to crawl out of that hole in the ground and scrape the maggots off my face. Okay, let's not go there. Well, it's a little late for me to not go there. I've been dead for 14 years. Okay, Julia, well, listen, it's barbecue season. I'll tell you where it's barbecue season. Down in hell. There's always flame. Okay, can we just focus, please? Well, you don't have to get snippy with me, dildo face. Okay, Julia, let's uh, let's get to a dish. What have you got for something that uh, people can enjoy in the uh, in the summertime? Maybe throw on the barbecue. Excellent, excellent suggestion, Harlan. Okay, what is it? Well, have you ever heard of a pulled pork sandwich? A pulled pork sandwich. Yes, I I do believe I have. Well, that's something that's very popular down in the south. Yes, down in the south, they have a. They have a a liking for the pulled pork sandwich. Is that what you're going to tell us how to prepare today? Well, something like that, Harlan. It's not exactly the pulled pork sandwich. Okay, well, what is it? I call it the pulled dork sandwich. The pulled dork sandwich. Yes, it's absolutely wonderful. What you do is you invite your friends over for a barbecue. Okay. When everyone's standing around the barbecue, you look for the biggest loser in the group. All right. I don't know if I like where this is going. Well, you better like it because it's going to be delicious. All right. How do you make the pulled dork sandwich? Well, you look for the biggest loser in the group, walk up, whip his pants down, grab his dork, stretch it across the barbecue grill, and hammer it. With a sledgehammer. Oh, my God, Julia. That's what I said when I tasted it. Oh, my God. This pulled dark sandwich is nothing short of spectacular. Spectacular. That's what I said. What, have you got bone marrow in your ears? Well, I know you don't have any bone marrow. Hey, let's not get personal here. All right, so you stretch their dork across the barbecue, and you smash it with a sledgehammer or a stick or even an oar from a boat. Oh, my God, that sounds sounds harmful, dangerous, and darn near fatal. Well, who cares? Nothing beats a delicious pulled dork sandwich in the middle of the summer. Oh, my God, my leg just fell off. Uh Uh-oh, Julia. That's a clear sign I better get back to the graveyard. All right, Julia, well, thanks for your tip. Enjoy your pulled dork sandwich, Harlan. Thank you, Julia, dead Julia Childs. There she goes. Pull it! Yes, thank you, Julia. A pulled dork sandwich. I don't think anybody's going to try that, but I think you should. It's very magical. It's very what? Magical! Uh oh.
Hello. Harlan, thank you so much for having Campfire Timmy back on the uh, podcast. That was one of the funniest things I've ever heard in my life. I was literally crying in my cubicle, and uh, people were coming up, and they thought they could console me, but um, I could not be consoled, and that was awesome. Thank you so much, dude. You're the best. Bye. Well, I'm, I'm glad you're happy. Um, look, that that's our job here to, you know, have the podcast, and hopefully you guys are happy, but I'm not happy. As much as you may like that bratty kid, I hate his... I'm going to use the F word, okay? I don't use it that often, as you guys know. I'm going to use it. I hate that fucking kid, Timmy. Campfire Timmy. I wish he'd go canoeing and a fucking giant fucking northern pike jumps through the bottom of his canoe and puts a hole in it, and that kid gets eaten alive by pike and leeches suck his blood out. And minnows eat his skin. And crabs, freshwater crabs, feast on his fat, freckly face. I hate that fucking Timmy. Thank you so much for having Campfire Timmy back on the uh, podcast. Well, I hate to sound like a dick, but you're not welcome, okay? I don't want him here. I have to put him on. He's the nephew or the son or somebody of my freaking boss, Mr. Featherstone. And the kid can't sing. He doesn't know songs. He's just a a giant, chubby, freckle-faced knob. And I don't mean to sound aggressive with my listeners, with the pavement pounders. I I thank you for calling in, but I can't be on the same page with you with this one. I hope Timmy gets a hole in his boat and burns straight all the way to hell and his fat blubber sizzles like a fat piece of fat on a barbecue dripping through the grill and sizzling on the coals and his fat fucking freckles sizzle all over the fucking fat fucking barbecue so I can spray some fat fucking lighter fluid all over that fucking chubby fucked up fucking campfire fuck. (sighs) Thank you. At least at least your call prompted me to get all that inner turmoil out. (sighs) Oh. Hi, this is Hiram from Newport Beach. Not a pavement pounder, more a follower of the Asphalt Nation contingencies. Just want to thank you for the laughs, except when you talk about politics. I'm sorry, this is who? Hi, this is Hiram from Newport Beach. Who? This is Hiram. Huh? Hiram. No, say it again. I, I'm not getting it. Hi, this is Hiram from Newport Beach. Hi, Arm? Hiram. Harm? Harm. Okay, I'm I'm not getting it. Say your message again because I got hung up on your name, Harm. Hi, Arm. Maybe you got to enunciate a little more, but say your message again because I've forgotten it already. Just want to thank you for the laughs. Except when you talk about politics. <laughs> See, now that sounded like your name there, more drawn out. <laughs> well, <laughs> see, this is a quandary for me. And high arm, harem, harem, I, I, I'm sorry I can't get your name. You said it too fast. I don't like talking about politics because politics is so subjective and there's no right or wrong answer. And I've listened to people talk about politics on the radio and on podcasts and stuff, and I never like it. 
because more often than not, all you get is the one point of view from the person that's talking about it, and there's no one else on my show to debate it with. So you got to sometimes, unfortunately, suffer through. It comes down to just my opinion. And uh, and sometimes I just can't stop it. I don't I don't want to talk about politics. I, I want to just do funny, crazy stuff and have a laugh. But every now and then, I guess I'm a socially aware, socially conscious guy. And sometimes stuff just gets in my head. And I start talking on my podcast and it, it's like it's it's bursting to come out. It's like it's like fighting to come out, just like your name is fighting to come out. And I'll be totally honest, Ty Arm. Every time I do a segment that involves me spouting off about politics, I, I get to the end of the show and I go, "Oh God, should I erase it? Why did I do that? Why did I? I, I, I you know, half of what I said is probably wrong or misinformed or uneducated or." very opinionated or one-sided, and I go, oh, why did I put it on? But then something in me goes, you know what? This podcast is about me doing the best I can to get my opinions and messages and ideas and thoughts and ideas across. And so I go, you know what? I, I Maybe I'm going to come off as an idiot. Maybe I'm going to come off as uneducated. Maybe I'm going to come off as wrong. But... <sighs> I, 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 I got to represent me. The podcast has to represent me. And so I, I, I leave the stuff in. And whenever I talk about politics, and I've said this a million times before, so I won't go long on it. I try to make it more about offering ideas and suggestions than I do going, well, the Democrats are crap or the Republicans are crap or abortion's wrong or uh, same-sex marriage is right or you know, I tr- I, tr- I try not to go right down one side, but I try to offer up kind of both sides. Because like I said, I don't have anyone here to debate with. And I don't know that I want to debate with anyone. Sometimes it feels good just to get it all out. You know what I mean, high arm? <laughs> exactly. So I, I hope that throughout my my rare rants about politics, because it is part of my fabric and this podcast is part of my fabric... I hope that within you having to suffer through them, maybe there's something in there that sticks with you or maybe there's something in there that that inspires an idea or a a change of thought or, or an agreement of thought. I don't know. And just when I think I shouldn't put anything political in, I get phone calls from people that are the opposite of you that are like, oh, my God. I, I, I never thought of that. And oh my God, what a, what a, what a great point. And what, and, and so I feel like I can't win and I can't lose doing it. And I hear what you're saying, buddy. And I, I try to limit it, but, uh, I, I hope, I hope even when you're hating it, maybe there's something in it that, that, that inspires a thought or an idea or something. So there you go. I'll try and keep an eye on it, my friend. And, uh, you know, let's 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 move on, shall we? Because I don't know if I'm good at it or bad at it, but I, I just try. I try to get it out there. So come on, let's take another call. Maybe someone else likes my talk about politics. Uh, last point, I don't try to be political. As you said, I like to talk about politics, but I don't try to be like, if you watch Bill Maher, 
he's kind of one-sided and just talks about politics through the prism of what he wants in the world and what he thinks is right, and he's very one-sided. We all know he's very liberal and democratic, and, and I try not to lean either way just so I can have my listeners like kind of make up their own decisions, and I just throw ideas at the wall. <laughs> all right, I'm moving on. I got gotcha. you. Hello, Harlan, my good earbud friend. I listen to you and I love you to death. I can't help but like you tremendously, all your vittles and vitals. But um, I was calling to comment about the thing you said about the minimum wage, which so struck a nerve. Six, seven, eight dollars an hour translates to 16000 a year before taxes, blah, blah, blah. But pittance. Pure pittance. And the um, thing that you hit upon that no one else does is that raising that amount to a livable amount doesn't necessarily mean that Burger Kings and Wendy's and um, McDonald's have to go out of business. In their spreadsheets, might suffer a little tad. And that doesn't mean Jack, you know. I watch, you know, Bill Maher. I like shows that kind of um, question the idea of moving the minimum wage up and and all the Republican response and the rich people's responses, that's going to create, um, you know, uh, that's going to kill job, create, you know, unemployment and whatnot. And you, now, the only thing that no one else ever says, and I used to scream at my TV for Bill Maher to say, why don't you ask these people, why can't the billion-dollar companies make less profit? And you nailed it on the head. You said, instead of ma- you know, I say, instead of making $40 million billion, Burger King or Walmart can make $30 billion, you know? They can pay their employees a livable wage. So no one's ever answered that question in my estimation. And see, the, the, there's an example of, and by the way, that, that caller, for whatever reason, their phone call got cut off. I don't know if they had too much of a silent spot or something, and then uh, the the, uh, the answering machine disconnected or whatever happened, but that's kind of, they got cut off there, so I apologize about that. But there's an example, when I, when I did that whole rant a few weeks ago about minimum wage, I was kind of like, I'm speaking from the heart. I'm talking about how I feel about it, but maybe I'm completely wrong. Maybe I'm, ah, should I put it in there? I actually thought about going in and deleting it, and I thought, no, I'm going to leave it. And like I said earlier, high arm, arm. sorry, that some people love it, some people hate it, so you can never win, so I just got to do it. And there you go. But I don't do it a lot. So, to you, my friend. Hey, Harlan, this is Zachary from the great city of Indianapolis. Um, I just call and let you know, called multiple times. Uh, anyways, for the past, like, three or four months or so, I've been uh, binge listening to all the old episodes, getting caught up to uh, present day. Um, when new ones are released, I go ahead and listen to those ones because they're awesome. Um, anyways, I only have, like, six more episodes, then I'm just caught up and only can listen to them, like, twice a week when I release them. Really sucks because 
you're awesome. So I, and I'm sure uh, multiple pavement pounders, would greatly appreciate if maybe you could uh, kick that up to three shows a week. Uh, if you could do that, that'd be great. Until next time, chow mein, baby. Oh, Zachary, 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 Zachary. Thank you, first of all, for your kind words. Uh, very, uh, very wonderful of you to say those things. And, you know, Zachary... There was a long time. In fact, there was uh, many years. I think I've been doing this for about five years, and I think the first two and a half years I did do three shows a week. And, uh, oh, my gosh, it was a lot, a lot of work, um, and it's just too, too much for me to go back to three. I actually regretfully had to cut down to two. Uh, just because these, these shows take a lot of time and a lot of work and, and, uh, you know, it's not like I'm making a penny off of these darn things. And so I just have to, I have to do them when I can do them. And, uh, boy, I, you know, I've said to friends before, I said, man, if I could just stop everything I'm doing and make the podcast my daily job where I came in and put in eight, nine, 10 hours a day and did the podcast every day or even three times a week, and I could put so much time into it, oh, my God, I would be in heaven, believe me. The new characters I would create, the new the new situations I would come up with, it would be, I would be in, I would be in fantasy playland heaven, believe me. Uh, but, yes, there was a long time when I did three shows a week. It's just too grueling for me, my friend. Um... But uh, hopefully maybe one day as, uh, you know, things uh, go one way or another, maybe this becomes my uh, my full-time job or something. I don't know. So, but for now, for me, uh, two seems to be the magic number. Did, wait a minute. Did I just say what I think I said? Did I just say two was the magic number? <laughs> Hey, Harland. I was just listening to your show with Dr. Debbie Timer, and I think I'm on the same page with her on the word retard. I'll never understand it. If you just tart it right the first time, you won't have to retard anything. Love the show. Chicken chow man, baby. Wait a minute. What was that? If you if you just tart it first the right time, you never have to retard anything? What, 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 what was that? If you just tart it right the first time, you won't have to retard anything. Wait, just the first time? The first time. Wait, wait, wait. Do what the first time? Tart it right the first time. Okay, and then I what? You won't have to retard anything. Really? I won't have to tard nothing? Anything. Wow, that's amazing, dude. You won't have to retard anything. How did I not know that? Wow. <laughs> Harlan, it's your old buddy Stevie. Now, I say old buddy even though we haven't met. That's because I love everything that you do on your show. You're a funny man. You're a thoughtful man. You're an intelligent man. You have a wonderful, crazy wit. And to me, you're at your funniest when you're cracking yourself up. I just had to turn off 
Dr. Debbie Timer to call you because I was laughing my nuts off because you were laughing at yourself. It was great. Thanks. Keep it up. Oh, well, thank you so much. You know, and I got to say, it's, it is, it, you know, I don't write these skits out. You know, I don't know what other podcasts do. I, I don't know if uh, they have writers. I don't know if, if these guys who do skits or comedy bits sit down and write them out on a computer or print them up. I literally make them up as I go. I jump back and forth from voice to voice. I just, I, I, I just, I just go, man. And that's why sometimes some of them are good. Sometimes some of them suck. But what's always funny to me is I never know what the hell I'm going to say next. And so sometimes one of the characters in my head jumps out with some line or some saying or some noise or some sound. I had no idea it was coming, <laughs> and I end up cracking myself up because it just comes out of the gate. It comes out of nowhere, man. And uh, so when I start laughing during my bits, it's because I really caught myself off guard with my own retarded material you won't have to retard anything so it makes me feel so good to know that that gives you a kick that you know because the the reality is it's a bit of a mistake it's a bit of a screw-up you're not supposed to be laughing through your own bits right so the fact that it makes you guys laugh is even uh, more fun so uh you know i i try to i try to contain myself but sometimes it just happens and and to be honest those moments they're a little bit rare but, uh, you know, when they do happen, I, I got to say they're really kind of magical. Uh-oh. Oh, no. They're really kind of what? Oh. Ho, 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 it's magic. Never believe it's not so. Whew. And that gets us to the end of the magical show. And as I predicted, well, as I predict, you will be saying or singing that little ditty. And uh, you can phone me and let me know if, I, if, if it got to you, if you were brainwashed by it. 323-739-4330. And as you can see, we dedicated most of today's show to your phone calls. So they do get through. I, I don't play them all. I play the ones that, uh, you know, I kind of like or the ones that are funny or who knows it's random. Don't phone me and try and figure out what I like and don't like. It's, it's, just, it's just harem scarum. It's, it's all over the place. I love hearing from you guys. I, I never know what you're going to say. I never know what you're going to do. And uh, it's really awesome getting your phone calls. Again, I'm going to encourage the lady listeners to phone in. I'm, I'm starting to wonder if I have lady listeners. I mean, every now and then I get a lady listener calling in, but it, it, it's like 95% men calling in and 5% women. Maybe one of you guys has to call in and do a girl's voice or something because I'm, I'm, 
I'm starting to worry here. I mean, we all like the ladies. We want to hear from the ladies. Hello, ladies. So uh, get on it. Uh, it's 323-739-4330. Love getting your calls. Love it that you're digging the show. And like I said, like that one listener said, don't be afraid to uh, call me out on the stuff you don't like either. Because I can handle it, man. I, I can handle it. I can, I can handle it. You can't say nothing that makes me upset. Nothing. I can handle it. Okay, enough. Um, anyways, that's our show for today. Uh, thank you for being here, gang. Tell your friends to get on the highway, will you? They're missing out on all this fun. All the fun we have here. and They're missing out on all my politics. Let me tell you the way the country should be run. Now, abortion. No, wait. Same-sex. No, wait. Um, the war in Iraq. No. Anyways. Um, but tell your friends to get on the highway. Uh, also, you can write to me at harlanwilliams.com if you have any comments. If you're afraid to leave a voicemail, just go to harlanwilliams.com and you'll see uh, the Contact Us icon at the top of the homepage. You'll also see my uh, stand-up comedy tour schedule, doing a huge tour called Comzilla, Destroying Your City with Laughter, the Harlan Williams Comzilla comedy tour going through Saskatchewan, Alberta, and British Columbia starting uh, the end of September, early October. Please go on the website and get your tickets, all, all the... Uh, all the um, dates are, are uh, have uh, internet links to them. You can uh, reserve your tickets. They're already selling fast, so get on it. We're, we're uh, like a month and a half away. So join in the Comzilla Comedy Tour. Um, also, you can check out the Harland Williams uh, merchandise store there at the uh, website. And also uh, click on the YouTube icon where you become a subscriber to my YouTube videos. There's no hook. There's no catch. There's no fees. It's just whenever I put up a wacky video, you get to uh, be the first to see it. And uh, hopefully, uh, you know, brightens up your day, gives you a little laughter in your life. That's what we're doing here, gang. When I'm not talking politics, of course. Mm-mm. <clears throat> So there you go. Uh, thanks again for being here. Uh, keep those calls coming. Keep those letters coming. And uh, until next time, everybody, I'm Harlan Williams and Chicken Chow Mein, baby. Thanks. Keep it up.